everybody. Hey, welcome out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Glad you're here with us. Today, you've got me, Jake. You've got Joss. Hi. You've got Jeremy. Hey, what's up? You've got Fitz. Yo, 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 for show. Holy shit. And we've got a guest today. We've got Josh. Hey, everybody. I just want to point out that you introduced Joss before Jeremy and I, and that makes me a little sad. Are you jealous? You know? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're creeping up on jeremy and i well here's here's the thing I just went don't try to order. defend don't try to defend him right now jeremy. i just went i just went clockwise on, to my left be on my team bitch and i wanted i wanted our guest to be last so that it just worked out that way here's the thing we have a saying here in the basement yes joss's boss joss's boss no and she is kind of the glue that holds the podcast and joss, <laughs> maker. joss this is your joss first time up here. you don't get head <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> she's the hold on she's the head game maker she's the yes. jake head giver so i mean <laughs> i don't i don't think we can compete with, you, know what? Hey, you swung me you swung me i'm, I'm not saying jake head <laughs> i'm not I, I, so josh is you know what that's a great argument you know what i withdraw my complaint thank you all right Redact- continue my apologies I'm, i've redacted, redacted. Glad that's been that settled. just got redacted I'm, i'll keep it in though <laughs> it's not getting redacted <laughs> <laughs> all right oh. so like i said we've got our buddy josh here josh works with us out at the uh at the pd and also he does a few other things too so i want to kind of get into what josh does some of his background and obviously he's going to tell some stories uh he's got military stuff and pd stuff as well oh, yeah. so why don't you uh kind of introduce yourself how long have you been on the uh, department who have you worked for just stuff like that uh, so I worked, I've been working for city now, uh, for a minute. It's been, uh, just under 10 years. Okay. But before that I worked for a little cowboy town in, out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And then, uh, I've got, yeah, 20 years in the military at this point. As 20 of this years year, in the military? Yeah, in July. That makes Congratulations. You, that makes you, that makes you old. I'm pretty old. I've got the gray hair. <laughs> so. I've got the gray beard. So, Hey, whatever. <laughs> Have, and and no hair. Good accomplishment in the military. Yeah. Twenty years in the military. Yeah. Lots of crazy stories. Lots of different places oh, yeah. I've been. What cowboy town? So oh, it's not. oh yeah. Pick okay. Yeah. Giant pile of shit. Pole city. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people were super cool. Real fucking terrible. Yeah. Agency was rough. There was some weird shit that went on there. It gave us lassos. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, lassos. Lasso? That is cool. Issued lasso. Yeah. Uh, our like buddy. It. Our buddy Val carries a couple lassos. Yeah. In his rig. <laughs> You'd be I've surprised. Got, They're pretty useful. Yeah. Dude, I've got a. I've got a hundred foot of climbing rope yeah, in the back too. of my car. Uh, you never know where you're gonna need it. Sometimes yeah. you gotta wrestle them cattle and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I've done that a couple times. They so, learned that in Boondock Saints. Yeah, it's true. Talking shit. What, what do you need fucking rope for? Yeah. You'll find out. Yeah. You'll find out real quick. <laughs> so, Josh. Yeah. You've done 20 years in the military. Mm-hmm. What do you do in the military? Uh, so, I'm a, a field artillery guy. We shoot cannons real long distances. So, I, I've done that for most the whole my whole career. I've been in the field artillery. And uh, currently, I'm a, I'm a commander. Okay. So, it was actually the unit I deployed to Iraq with in 2011. And so, it was kind of like a coming to a, the, like a full circle thing. Starting out as a private when I first got in and then making my way up uh, through the ranks to the point where now I'm the commander of the unit that we deployed with. So, mm. so a big thing for me. It's pretty much the only thing I wanted to do was make that commander spot. Field artillery. Yeah. And that's with the army. Mm-hmm. And you've done that for 20 years. You, st- you just were regular enlisted. I was enlisted for like 13 years. Um, and then I switched over. I, I came up on one of my uh, get out points where I could get out or start another enlistment contract. Uh-huh. And they told me that the MOS that I had, I had like nowhere to go. So I was essentially going to die at that rank uh-huh. and I wanted to keep going and, and kind of be in it. So I switched over to the officer side went to officer candidate school out in Alabama mm-hmm. and, uh, became a, a an officer. Which okay. hold on. 
to me, seems a little backwards. You want to be an officer, like we're going to make you a smart guy. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Alabama. So they, the Alabama school is actually considered one of the harder uh, officer candidate schools out there. It's 58 days of absolute torture. It's like what uh, normal people do basic training for. And there's a lot of people, especially unless the guys listen to this, are going to be like, oh, fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's but, what um, I'm saying right now in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alabama but, Military but as, Academy. as a former enlisted guy going it officer was, out, it's different. It was exponentially and, and there is a very clear, so we call them mustangs in the Marine Corps. Because you, you're so used to, on the enlisted side, you're so used to getting told what to do. And when you go through the officer candidate school, it's like basic training over again. Yeah but you are in charge of stuff. So they deem all like the hard times and where to get, when to get. They give you all that information at like 10 o'clock at night and then lock you down, lights off, can't get out of bunks and you've got to plan everything in your bunk or try and sneak from the fire watch or whoever the TAC officer is who's storming the barracks all night long. You've got to try and plan and coordinate that with all hundred something candidates there every night. Mm. And then they change leadership the next morning. So you've got to have a handoffable handwritten information about what's happening next day. Oh, gotcha. And it's like that for 58 days straight. But they, if they catch somebody out, like even if you're going to the bathroom, they catch somebody out roaming around, everybody's up. They wake everybody up and everybody you're getting goes, smoked. you get smoked. You go out. Serious? To the yeah. They send us out to the tar pit and, and they just absolutely torture us for it's an probably, hour. It's because we, we weren't tired enough. It's essentially what they right. do. It's you're tough. not tired enough. You got enough time. Oh, to, you got, you're you got enough energy to walk around. Cool. Everybody let's go outside and play. <laughs> you got enough, you got enough time oh, to yeah, take dude. a shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think another caveat to that, I think, you know, having already gone through your basic training when you're a young buck mm -hmm. and then 13 years later you say yep you go through this ocs yep and you're going through basically another basic training mm -hmm. but you've already been in the military yep you've been indoctrinated you've been broken down mm -hmm. and and grown back up but now you're older yep and you're kind of more like uh, i don't give a fuck attitude a little yep. bit and then you go to this ocs and, it's, and i bet you it's just a harder to like Get your mindset right yep. to be like, I don't want to be fucked with right now. I've done this for fucking ever. Yeah. Why are you trying to mess with me right now? And, and I'd been- That's kind of hard to get over. At that point, you know I've mean? been a sergeant since like 2009. So when I went through in 2016, so from 2009 to 2016, I'd, I'd had pretty regular mid-level, lower-level management experience where I had my own guys, my own sure. crew, all my yeah. own stuff. And then going back to where you get treated like a buck private. Exactly. And in your head, you're like, you've got these guys, these captains who are in, uh, most of the OCS captains are the same thing. They're all Mustangs mm -hmm. and they're all pretty hardcore at Alabama. They were either. Um, so explain, explain what a Mustang is. Cause I don't know if these guys oh, are. I don't know. Yeah. Are, so what so in the military, is. you've got, you've got like three ways that you can commission into the military as an officer. So you've got like your regular route would be like ROTC. Dudes go to college. They go four years. They have no military experience except for what the ROTC indoctrination is. And then they come out and they are like, they're dumb. They're the dumbest people. <laughs> yeah. And that's well, they're the, they're they, got, the, they got a couple extra chromies, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So they're they're, they're short. They're missing so chromies. So they're, they're, yeah. they're missing chromies. <laughs> if, you've seen, if you've seen Band of Brothers, yeah. like yeah, the, of course, the dumbass lieutenant show. that gets, that's, that is a typical. That's your butter bar out of Yeah. Uh, that is shit, no yeah. experience, fresh out of college, has no idea what sure. a compass is. It's, it's bright eyed and bushy yes. tail. Essentially, yep. it's, it's handing, if you were to compare that to the other side, it's handing a private straight out of basic training, which they don't really even go to a basic training level event. Mm-hmm. They do like a, a, a 
crash course every summer for like 30 days. And then at the end of their four years, they've done a total of four months of like legitimate, like hardcore training ish. And they've been coddled through the RTC program. And there's some really good ones that come out of there. I'm not trying to disrespect those that have come out there and they're actually worth their weight. But most of the enlisted guys experience, you see these, these dudes come out of RTC and you're like, this motherfucker's in charge of me. This dude's the dude that's going to hand my wife a flag. Bro, when we high. when we deployed in <laughs> 08 and 09, we had two brand new lieutenants get attached to our unit, and they did not know their assholes from their elbows. Yeah, it was I was lucky enough because they get got a captain. no street experience. Yeah. yeah, right. We got a captain who was dope, dope as shit. Dude was from California, big old bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. We all thought he was a Mustang. Yeah, we get like four months into this deployment, and we realize this dude is not a Mustang. He's just a cool ass dude that has real life experience. So there's, and I was going to tell you like there's a difference between the officers that went the original out right rotc doing the the college boy shit and there's a difference between those that were enlisted before yep. and then went the officer out like you did. there is is 95 percent of the time there is a huge gap start in the way that they lead the way that they conduct so did themselves. we talk about what a mustang was no, 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 so, I that? Uh, i'll get to that so okay so like, the fuck's a mustang the, yeah, the pay other one is, is ocs and usually for ocs candidate you have to have already been enlisted you have to have up to a certain point of rank promotion to get to that point it's yeah. like three or four levels worth of rank promotion kind of earning that. Yeah. So you earn in your time. Usually you've enlisted, you went to college, you got your degree off to the side, you didn't do ROTC. And then you're, most of the guys are coming up on a reenlistment like I did. And they're like, you know what? I want to go be an officer. So they, yeah. they go to the officer candidate school, they get done with that and then they get commissioned. We, we call those Mustangs, but the true Mustang is a prior enlisted mid-level or senior NCO that was like, fuck all. I'm sick of getting told by these dumbass ROTC kids, all this bullshit. I want to go and, and be the, the prodigy of change. Mm-hmm. And so they'll come in with years of, of enlisted experience all the way up to like what um, common across the military is usually about an E5, E6, E7. Um, they'll come into that realm and go through the program and come out and they have exponential amount of experience that's so much different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they conduct themselves, like he said, they're so much they're so much more tactically aware. They have no problem telling a, a senior commander to go fuck himself when a bad idea is a bad idea or stopping the senior enlisted guys who are like the sergeant majors and stuff from saying weird stuff and trying to get people, to, the officers to kind of bend to their will because that's that's what you get with the RTC kids is you'll get uh, a lazy NCO who's senior enough who will convince their their ROTC captain or major that there's a really good idea and it's just a lazy way to get out of doing the hard right answer. And so your Mustangs will walk in and just take over and they walk over. We walk over the top of the, the ROTC kids. And, and like I said, that's not that's not. I can't say it for all the ROTC kids because there are some good, yeah. there's some good eggs that come out mm-hmm. of there. Band of Brothers, Dick Winters, he was an ROTC candidate. Mm. So I liken this into like the, the police department. You'll get people and it's not exactly the same. And I'm just speaking about like promotional stuff. So you'll have guys who work the streets, you know, for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yes. Yep. And they'll yep. work the streets and then they'll promote. And you're like, damn, that guy knows what he's doing because yes. he's been in the fucking, yep. he's been in the thick of it. And then you'll get these guys who will become police officers and they'll do patrol for half a second and then they'll jump out to like these specialty squads mm-hmm. maybe go into some like super soft role with the police department yep. and then they'll decide when they have the time to promote and they'll get out onto the streets and you're like this guy doesn't know his ass from his yes. elbow when it comes yeah, to like doing work out here mm-hmm. he's, he's never been punched in the face he's yeah, never exactly. been on the street he's yeah. never he's, yeah. Yeah. had a fight so it's kind of like same like same yeah. that. Yeah. yep you've got yep. you got yeah. your good sergeants like on our side for the cop side you got your really good sergeants that had their patrol time they did they did multiple years on patrol they've, they've been in the sticks they've they've signed up for the hard assignments they've done mm-hmm. the the harder core SWAT stuff, not just like I'm a collateral. Like you've actually 
been in the swap for a minute. Like those guys are the guys. And when they're finally like at a point, 10 years, 12 years into the career, they're like, you know what? Fuck all. I'm going to test for Sergeant. Cause I'm sick of getting told by these dumb sergeants, but yeah. it's kind of the same, same, same. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing with us as it is in the military. You have those rare exceptions where somebody will come out of detectives and they'll actually be fairly sure. squared away. It and learning, but it, it's rare. Yeah. It's right? not, and, and I'm not, don't and, have that experience. You might have some common sense. Yeah. People in our department are probably going to hear this and get butt hurt, but man, some of y'all need to hear it. Some of you guys suck at being a sergeant. Yeah, there's, <laughs> the fact is this, like if you get butthurt about that, do maybe do a little introspection. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you're hearing this, you're like, fuck those guys. Maybe it's time to take a look yeah. inward and be like, oh, yeah. maybe I am one of those. There, there's a, shit. there's a solid Texas Hold'em hand worth of sergeants oh, are, yeah. that are absolutely yeah. like they, they could definitely use the, the grit that it takes mm-hmm. that they don't have. It plays in hard for other ones that are trying to charge in and change things or trying to fix things. Cause they've seen that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where you get the naysay, where you get like, hey, I think we got to change this specific thing yeah. as a collective. We got to change mm-hmm. this. Those are the guys that are coming in and saying, oh, that's that, nothing's going to change. Nothing. This is stupid. You're wasting your time. Or, or they, they don't say anything to you and they end up in the parking lot and talk shit. Yeah. yeah. And then you hear four days later, this dude was ripping your asshole. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, bro, like, come on. So, you know, it's funny is Joss and I've talked about this a little bit where you know, I'm sure anybody who's listening to this who isn't a police officer or in the military, you know, military and police, I think, have a lot of that kindred spirit because yeah. when you do stuff in the police or military, if you have the leadership and if you have shitty leadership, mm-hmm. that can lead to people dying. You know, let's just say work in general for people in the private sector. If you mess up, nobody's going to die necessarily. Yeah, if you yeah. fuck up your TPS reports. Yeah. Right. You don't put you don't that cover sheet on. You don't put that cover on your TPS <laughs> reports. It's like, like nobody's going to have the email, yeah. right? Or no... Or there's no victim who like got raped. Like we like, all went. Well, we can't prosecute yeah, this dude now. He's gonna be on the streets <laughs> yeah. because you fucked up your. You know exactly. So that's not what in my sector to. anyway. Yeah. What is what is other your sector again? What, I'm, what do I you work do? for corporate. Oh, for what company? Just kidding. Oh, yeah, I know. Shit. <laughs> You're gonna have to <laughs> got him. Swipe that out. Yeah, you gotta swipe, that swipe out. left got on him. that. So with that being the case, you know. You just, that's why we, if we harp on that because it's life or death. Yeah. It's like, you need to have good, you need to have good cops, but you need to have good leadership to make sure that these guys are taken care of, you know, out there doing the proper things. Mm-hmm. That way it doesn't lead to the fatalities. Oh, yes. I think one of the hardest transitions for me coming from the military when I finally got into law enforcement around like 2009, I think one of the hardest transitions for me was the amount of cheerleading, the drama that came along with law enforcement. That was the biggest shock, culture shock for me was that people didn't figure shit out because in the military... If me and Fitz, even Marine to Army, if we were stationed in the same area, had the same assignment, we're working together. If me and him had beef, we'd figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, either, we'd either gripe at each other and eventually yeah. become drinking buddies, yeah. or we'd go and fight it out yes. and then become drinking buddies. So yes. can, I, can I step in here real quick? Yeah. With, with regards to police and military, I think that the shift in police work, you've seen a shift where when I was new, you held each other accountable. Mm-hmm. If you had a, a, a person, like a beat partner yep. who was messing around and fucking up and not doing what they're supposed to do, you pulled that guy aside and he said, hey, you need to figure this shit out. And also you expected if you were fucking up, mm-hmm. they'd come to you and be like, yo, Jake, you're fucking up right here. Make sure you fix your shit right now. Yep. You say, oh, dude, I am fucking up. And you would say, cool. And then that would be that. Yeah. You bury the hatchet at like just figuring your shit out. You would say stuff to each other. There was that accountability, peer pressure. I yeah. call it the peer pressure. Yep. And I think that that has slowly disintegrated. And I think it goes along with culture in itself. Like people are scared to talk to each other. Well, you see yeah. it now, like all the videos, like look, all the people are enlisting in whatever Marines military now. Yeah. And it's like they have to have their emotional support blanket yeah. yep. and, it's and basic time military, dude. And your emotional like, support animal on your flight from California to Florida. The yeah. horse. Your, your horse. The horse. Your, your emotional horse. support horse. Oh, yeah. yeah, your yeah. emotional and support horse. And so you get horse. these, you get these. <laughs> 
or the peacock that fits peacock. punch in the face. That's right. I didn't punch a peacock in the you face. You said you wanted to, though. I would have, yes. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> you bring an, an, an emotional supported animal on a flight is one thing. On an individual level, I'm okay with that. But you walk on with a freaking peacock, I will punch you and then your peacock in the face. But after the flight. No, before the flight. Oh, no, before. you don't want to get kicked off. Yeah, I yeah. will no fly happily list? get onto another flight. <laughs> No, you're going to get put on a no-fly yeah. list. They hey, put you, you on a no-fly list. Bro, yes. one, oh, for you've already got two against it. Bro, yeah. I, too, it's I, can, I can play the yeah. race card. <laughs> I can play the gay card. I can, bro. That's what I'm saying, though. You, you yeah. Like right now, visibly, you punch a peacock and you're brown, you're out. You're on the no-fly list. They're not even going to ask questions That's like, true. do that kind of... You know, you, you're you're like, like, on the 9-11 yeah, no-fly yeah. list. Plus, you're Chinese. You're I'm worried about Biden paying you off. They're like, look, Mao Zedong. Get Mao Zedong. Is this guy giving money to Biden? Is that why he's not on the no See, that's a, I, all I've got to do is drop Biden's name. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Shit. Hell, Hunter, Hunter and me are uh, best friends. Yeah. I, I do his taxes, actually. You know, Hold on. Who do you think left the powder in the flipping Oh, are White you kidding House? me? Did you not see the video of him up when they were doing the celebration? He's standing out behind Oh, Joe. yeah. And, and his, his mom. And he's like, he's like dude, he's oh, rubbing yeah. his freaking nose. Great. And, like, and his mom. And his, his mom's, mom's looking at him. She's like, oh, my gosh. You could tell his mom was just like, you piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Cocaine found in the White House. She's like, I'm already having. Hunter stops by. Exactly. She's thinking herself she's like hold on guys i'm already wiping your dad's ass seriously every single day I gotta wipe i'm your- tired of this shit now i gotta take care of your freaking cocaine what the <laughs> I gotta, fuck i gotta wipe your dad's ass and your nose come on <laughs> <laughs> why am i not the president damn it <laughs> she'd probably dr. do a better Jill? job dr. probably Jill, would she uh, probably wouldn't be tripping upstairs and she's probably she's probably a saint we have enough street experience she's the saint Bro, mom that's taking up- care of all the bullshit oh, going yeah. on at the house after putting up with those two idiots oh, she yeah. is probably gonna get some kind of sainthood Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, and, and I feel like raising, that's just enablement at that point. How yeah. old is her son? Like, and she doesn't need enabling. to cover for him. And she's, she's raising a couple him. kids from strippers and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's a true saint right there. Does he have two kids from two different I strippers? Think so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not once but twice just but clapping I'm, booties for money yeah, it's, exactly. it's gotta be nice to be hunter biden though like you have tons that of guy, money yeah that guy has like he has the ultimate get out of jail free yeah, card literally literally yeah. who's arresting joe biden's kid well they i would he i got would some love sweetheart to, deal i would love yeah. all of his shit he got some dude. sweetheart deal from the feds yeah. basically nothing like nothing. they just don't get in trouble again yeah and that's why when there's cocaine in the white house everyone's like well we don't know oh he was oh they were no they were in camp david when that happened like He's on he's on uh, probation or whatever, right? Or, yeah. And so it's like all you got to do is like, hey, can you piss real quick? And it's like, <laughs> holy shit! If like you're, can we pe- blow you don't your nose real quick? This is in this cup. Somebody has to pee in the cup. Yeah. yeah. He, you just have to pee at he, the same time. That's all we're saying. His piss is probably so toxic, burn a hole through the cup. And they're like, hey, if your piss gets on us, like we'll be like that's like an exposure. That's a contact. High. That's probably so <laughs> much fentanyl. It's a contact. High. Shit. Yeah. 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 They're going in there in full biohazard suits. <laughs> <laughs> they got their naloxone. Right? Yeah. We we didn't find any cocaine, but there's copious amounts of syphilis. So, uh, <laughs> there's plenty of VD in that bad motherfucker. In fact, Holy syphilis, shit, we are way off yeah. target. I know. Right I want to hear we some are, stories. Sorry, yeah. wildly off target. Off target. <laughs> off target. Off target. Back to the target. Back to Hold the on, target. You, don't drink his wine yet. We're saving that for the savages. Try it. Yeah, ah, we can, we can still don't, do this, it. This they fuck. didn't. Nobody knew you're on a podcast. It's not like we're live. Nobody knew that we were drinking the wine. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. want raw reactions. You can. This guy's not giving us a raw reaction anymore. Well, yeah, his cheeks are already red. I like yeah. Raw who dog. has been drinking? Well, I want a raw wine. dog reaction. <laughs> if you, know, uh, I mean, gosh, damn it! I keep forgetting my high school team knows about this podcast. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Judas Priest. Uh, you're already fucked, bro. They're like raw dog and hook coach. I'm like, gosh, damn it! It's not what they think. They are teenagers. 
have children in high school. I'm just like they know you damn well we're raw just dogging at me. Gaslight them. You're, like, you're telling them that yeah. means you don't know. <laughs> you can't gaslight high school kind. kids. Yes, you can. You, can. No, you, you not, haven't tried hard enough. You don't have the strong mental. These white kids are You haven't tried hard enough. Yeah, and you think that you you talking about raw dog and they're like, yeah, I was raw dogging like my best friend and his girlfriend and his mom last night. High school's wild nowadays. I was raw dogging your mom. Yeah, and we dressed up as dogs because we're all furries. Yeah, furries. That's shit in the litter box at school because I got those the butt plugs with the tails on them now walking around high school. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing, dude. You listen to Fitz from your football team. Yeah, we'll we'll get you. Yeah, Fitz is going to make you run laps or something. Yeah, Fitz told us about all the furries Whatever, on his team. They'll run circles and they'll be laughing the whole time. This is the best circle ever. I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any single moms, let Fitz know too. Yes. Yes, yeah. that is accurate. Yeah. They've seen my I love my hot mom's hat. <laughs> all right. You got some compliments on that last night. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Yeah. From dudes. Yeah, from dudes. I don't like getting compliments from dudes at a bar. <laughs> It's Why not? not? He, no, he thought it was weird when they slapped his ass and they yeah. kind of grabbed a little bit too much. Oh, like, but that's really not like a compliment. Like they can compliment you without yeah, grabbing your team. ass. That was that was a little unsafe. So when he's standing there, with it, his it booty was the out way it was the, fence, the way like, that his eyes twinkled at me. That that didn't I, like I didn't that. like that. It was the way that he slipped a digit. Yeah, yeah. That's just a way to break. The Why yeah. you ha- you have to be straight to like hot moms? No, I like not straight people can't appreciate a very attractive mother. I know plenty of gay dudes. We all know but... Hunter Biden does. <laughs> We're back gay? at it. He's supporting single mom. <laughs> we started to go back and then Jeremy went right off again. So, uh, so I'm about John, to lose my clearance. Hold on. We, yeah, maybe. No. We'll <laughs> so we heard you the, on a podcast. The DOD is going to have to review this episode. <laughs> We're going to get fucking redacted hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I've, had to do, I've had to do a couple of those uh, co-worker clearances uh, back when we had a guy that worked for us and it was fucking weird. Weird. Yeah, they go through some detail, man. Yeah, they're like, uh, "Does he have any foreign contacts?" And I'm like, uh, "Probably. <laughs> uh, I know he's been deployed, so he's probably met one or two people." Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it was like 30 minutes, and I'm like, uh, "I don't know. I'm not involved in this dude's life in this capacity, apparently, but I don't know the shit. Like, what do you want me to say?" Like, yeah, I've seen him naked four or five times. But <laughs> That's all. Does that qualify me to talk yes. about his security clearance? Absolutely. Yeah. He's hiding metal, if you want to know. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely doesn't have weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> minimal destruction. <laughs> minimal. Weapon of minimal destruction. Small arms fire, it's I believe. Small arms considered. Fire. It's Small. about kinetic energy. Yes. It's about the kinetic energy. Does it have knockdown power? I don't know. <laughs> well, I do know. It doesn't. <laughs> That's a story for another podcast, though. <laughs> That's for our uh, for our OnlyFans. That's, That's for the three yeah. special OnlyFans episodes. We actually have an OnlyFans. Oh no, I'm I, I've, I've I've seen. I've, I love it. It's all about it. I haven't put any content on there, but <laughs> it's, it, it exists. So, that so, explains why I'm wasting my seven ninety nine a month. <laughs> no, it was four thirty seven. Four thirty seven. Four thirty seven a month. Bro. That's, a, that's a deal. That's a deal. I'm on the wrong one then. Yeah, <laughs> that would explain the weird animal stuff. So. <laughs> that wasn't Fitz's butthole. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, sorry. Circle back around. We've talked a little Kay. bit about the military. Your police. You've been an officer since when? Oh nine. Yeah, I started. I started. I finished the academy in 09 and I got picked up part time with a, another smaller agency as a reserve officer out there, and it didn't work out. Went on a deployment to Iraq, came back, got hired by my smaller agency. Okay, and then you've been here with our department since when? Fifteen. 2015. Okay, yeah. cool. And what are some of the capacities you've worked as as an officer with our department? So I was on patrol with Fitz forever. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time ripping downtown. Um, and then uh, then I went to Motors 
and was on motors for a hot minute and uh loved so that. he's so he's the dickhead that's citing all your moms and your grandmas <laughs> yeah. and your child who's just learning how to how to drive and has no sympathy yeah. that's that guy you know yeah. i actually had a game i used to play talking about games like there was a regular occurrence where i didn't want to write a citation but they were it was such an egregious point right that like i had to do yeah. something so going off the theory of uh waste my time waste your time i'd play a game with them i'd ask them if you can answer a trivia question we'll figure something out so, <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah. so I, i'd ask them a math science or history question i'd ask them for the history and i'd what who is the 16th president of the united states for the science question it's how long does it take light to get from the sun to the earth and then the last one was a math question what's the hundredth place of pi go back through them it's uh four because it's 3.14 and then for the history one, it's Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah. The Emancipator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's my hero. Ah, I love Lincoln. He's a good dude. He's he's dead. If you guys didn't know, he got- He, he died? died? He was Lincoln? Yeah. He was one of the first presidents what? who wanted women to uh, work in the Senate or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. He yeah. was one of the very first. Yeah. yeah. He was all about just like opening it up. Like yeah. if you're an American, get in. Um, yeah. Then uh, the, the science one, the sun, light to the sun is 3.14. Or sorry. Wait, what? The that's f- pi. Damn, <laughs> bro. That's a quick fucking sun travel. This, this, the, 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 the monster is getting to my brain. No, um, it's eight minutes and 20 seconds. So eight, 8.3 is how it comes out usually on the, the equation for it. But hmm. from the, from surface of the sun to surface of the earth is eight minutes and three and 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they, how came, often would they get it? Not often, but it usually was the emancipator and it was the math question. People would totally like wonk out because they'd hear hundreds place and they'd be like, well, 3.14. Four, six, four. Like, like first off, that's one, not four, the other five, eight, tens. Four. But the, that was the one that everybody had trouble with. In the history one, I'd have people look at me like I was ridiculous. It'd be like, oh, George Bush. We've had oh, 16. I swear to you. We've had 16 but of them. But the most commonly positively answered one was the science question, which really surprised huh. me because I'd pull over an absolute ghetto blaster. And the dude be like, oh, yeah, eight, eight minutes, 20 seconds, bro. Speed of light. <laughs> and I'm like, for <laughs> real? All right. Hey, you know what? Here's I'm going to write me a registration. For- yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a time machine because we could have gone back. He could have asked us the question, see who got him right. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I hey. I knew not the science one, but the, I knew the other two. Yeah. yeah. But no, that was. That was- it, it's funny because when you said the hundreds for, th- for pi, I sat there and I'm like, 3.145. And I started doing the math. I'm like, wait, hundreds. <laughs> stupid stuff. <laughs> I would have gotten the one, the, actually, the one that I would have gotten wrong is the one that people apparently got right all the time because I thought it was more like seven minutes, 50 seconds for some reason. Yeah. yeah. But knew, you're still pretty close. I mean, yeah. I knew it was eight something. Normally, people say a day. <laughs> a day. <laughs> one <laughs> a day. <laughs> like, a day. Correct. I mean, he you're not wrong. Like it, it does take a day, 12 hour cycle, and eventually the sun comes back up. You're kind of right. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll be back in a day with your citation. Because <laughs> what happens is the light turns off, the sun turns off, yeah, and yeah. it turns back on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Depending on. Hold the... on, wait. Let's go back to the part where Abe Lincoln's dead. <laughs> yeah. When did that happen? It How was a, it was a, it was a firearm accident. It was actually a mass shooting according to current policies and definitions. It was a mass shooting oh. in a theater. Uh, seeing the new Batman flick and uh, didn't make it. <laughs> See the new Barbie movie. <laughs> oh, shit. It was some guy, blonde, spiky hair. Yeah. Real psyched about horses, I guess, or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, total right-wing extremist. Mm. Just, you know, smoked him. No big deal. Definitely not a member of the and fake then, CIA. And then as he jumped down, he yelled like A-cab or fuck 12 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One. 
<laughs> tag you're it. Oh Worst game God. of tag. Shit, ever. we weren't. I thought we were playing with Derringers. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I got him. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was airsoft. He just eliminated the competition. Oh, oh my God. I'm uh, for president. Yeah, that's right. I'm the last man standing. I win this game. <laughs> the first person to ever win a game of tag is John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's All great. Right. So, yeah, motors was good times, though. So, you did motors, and then from from motors, you promoted to sergeant. Yep. And you've been a sergeant for how long now? Uh, since November since of 2020. 2020, November 2020. Yeah. Coming and up on uh, three years. Yeah, yeah, coming up. Yep. It'll be three years this year. Yep. So, you've been on patrol, patrol sarge. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what shifts, different shifts have you worked since you've been promoted? Uh, it's all been day shifts, actually, because uh, the way it worked out, I ended up being pretty up there so i have, i've worked day shift uh on east side and west side now okay so hmm. i I, nice. I actually prefer the west side to be honest most That's people most decent so it's a lot more beings. quiet out yeah. there the oh, east side right, is okay. full of drama and yeah. stupid yes so. lots of drama stupid drama yeah yeah all right that's a little bit about josh Good times. I Much like fun that. was had. Cool. So, do you want to do like one good national story? Do it. Yeah. yeah, just do a good national story. Then we'll. Do roll we want to go. Do we stories. want to go funny or serious? You got to make it really good. So let's go to South Korea. It's Kong kind of funny. Samida. Kind of funny. Kind of serious. So it says U.S. soldier ditched the flight home, runs across the DMZ into North Korea, and is now detained by the North Korean army. Oh my hell! Why? Goddamn boot. Uh, this is your people, bro. I know. Apparently, North Korea was a better option than facing the U.S. government. Well, when you're so a says, potato. <laughs> it says, U.S. Army soldiers facing disciplinary actions, or who is facing disciplinary actions, skipped a flight out of the country and then willfully crossed into North Korea where he was reportedly being detained, according to U.S. and South Korean officials. Oh, my hell. Pentagon identified the soldier as Private Travis T. King, Cav Scout assigned to the 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division. The AP Associated Press reports that King was facing disciplinary actions before he crossed the border. King was released from the South Korean jail where he was uh, being held on assault charges and was taken by Army officials to a nearby airport to fly to Fort Bliss, where he would face further disciplinary action. Instead, King joined a tour group at the airport that went to the border village of Panmunjom, where King sprinted across the border this dude hoofed it on foot across the border across the dmz yes so he runs across 800 meter wide complex of buildings along the korean demilitarized zone um that's overseen by the un command he is a lucky cat yeah like if you know anything about the dmz the dmz is singularly the most heavily armed strip of land on the face of the planet yes. to this day and has been since the 50s yeah. the fighting front like no it is shall encroach they have so much money and weaponry on either side of that border like the fact that he made it across there without getting smoked or yeah. blown up like the Surprising. amount of landmines there's more landmines on that strip than on the entire planet like it is crazy yep. <laughs> he's just like yeah well the thing see. that the thing that is so funny is right according to this report he's facing an assault charge yes right which in the military is kind of a big deal but it's not like the end of the world no it's not like you murdered a bunch of people and no. you're yeah. you know risking getting a lethal injection or getting your head cut off on al jazeera like you're gonna go home you're gonna get your pp smacked you might military so you might get discharged like it's still not the end of the world no yeah but you're going to run across the DMZ, risk getting blown up 87,000 different ways, and 
the North Koreans are your bet are the better option. Yeah. The people that hate democracy and freedom yes, exactly. and hate everything that you said, that's the way you're going to run think, to. What do you think is going to happen when you get over there? <laughs> she probably thinks they're going to welcome gonna, you with open arms. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be like the Rodman, you know, Rodman shows up. He's best friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what dude, they think. If Rodman goes over there and negotiates this dude out of their control, dude, I will lose my shit. <laughs> he that dude will win a Nobel peace prize. No shit. <laughs> Rodman winning the Nobel Rodman it. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> He's gonna be like in a dress. Oh shit! Oh yeah, oh, freaking yeah. wedding dress. <laughs> oh my Except gosh! Except he has a ward. <laughs> oh man! You know, what, you know what's funny is back in the NBA. To talk about Dennis Rodman. Back in the NBA when he was doing that shit, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, he's so crazy." Nowadays, everyone's like, "That's amazing." I'm I'm so glad that he's like, showing you. So he's strong. So brave. They wouldn't yes. even have yeah, that's it. So brave. It wouldn't even have been a news story. Yeah. It would have just no. been like mm, whatever. I bet you this dude, uh, private uh, dummy king, private king. I bet he was hoping to be one of uh, the pleasure courtesans <laughs> he's like he's can like, i go to, to his uncle kim yeah. jong-un's whorehouse he's can like I'll, I'll rub cheese all over my body for that fat fucker <laughs> a, f- a follow-up to that they still haven't heard from the north koreans oh, about yeah. him. they haven't said the north anything. koreans are completely quiet about it so oh. i remember there was a story like years ago where a kid went this is back when you could do like travel and he went there and someone was going to pay him some money to like steal a banner or something steal some propaganda oh, yeah. and he got busted and he mm-hmm. was in that north korea and i think did he end up was he died the, yeah they beat the piss out of him they, he, they ended up beating him so bad but he got Didn't released they sent, they sent him back right before he died yeah, yeah he got released and then like short time later back here he died like yeah we can't save this dude yeah yeah and that was for taking a fucking banner. It's a yeah. dude from the West too. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like some, it was a dude from up West somewhere. Yeah. Like it was a thing. I remember that story. And uh, if, you know, Fitz, you're talking, you know, your news stories, you're talking shit on the army, you know, touche, comma, but at least it wasn't <laughs> a 13 year old handicap girl what? at the Marine Corps barracks in Pendleton. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I haven't heard about that. I don't know. All Next I know week. is all I know is that I get to tell national stories, so I get to determine what stories are told. That story is not it's not fake it. news. Fake news. I will make it up in the Savage of the Week to you though. Okay. This dude Done. is a fucking badass. Love it. Nice. All right. So that was our little national story, you guys. We're gonna turn it over now to stories from them screets. And guess what? We've got a guest here. First time on the podcast. What do we do first time on the podcast? Rookie stories. Joshy, what kind of rookie stories do you have for us? What do you got, bro? All right. So um, my first year on uh, at my cowboy town, I got a call for a uh, cardiac arrest. And there was two officers on. It was our canine officer and me. And he just happened to be like two blocks out from this house. And I was on the side of the city and I, I was the only one with the AED. So I just left a local diner. And at the local diner, I'd smashed like a, a mad plate, like a double helping of like adult size lasagna. And so I lights and sirens out there, get there. And I'm all stoked because I'm like, this is going to be my first chance to like save somebody from dying. Because our town had a volunteer fire department and really shitty paramedic service. So mm-hmm. they were like 45 minutes out regardless. Mm-hmm. Pretty much had to do all the medical stuff on top of doing all the patrol stuff. And Okay. cow herding whatever else anyways hence why you were issued a lasso yeah um i get ripping in there and the canine officers standing in the doorway of the bathroom this old lady had echoed out on the toilet while it's doing business which is pretty common you actually see that kind of frequently uh, yeah. she elvis presley did. yeah she elvis presley and in the process of echoing she uh fell off the toilet smashed into the bathtub and then fell backwards which the impact on her head most likely caused her to vomit so she covered in vomit top to bottom i didn't know this my partner had walked in it was like mm, obvious echo he'd been on he was a like 10 or 15 year officer at the time so okay he was doing like them yep not a chance she's gone 
So I come running through the front door and these people are like my neighbors. I live just like two or three houses down. I knew them very well. Okay. And, uh, oh God, I come ripping into the house with AED, all rookie fire. I'm so stoked. Jump in there and I'm like, Mike, what are you doing, bro? Let's start CPR. And I get down there and I start doing chest compressions on the grandma. Um, and I get through, this was before CPR standards had changed to where you don't do mouth to mouth. Mouth yeah. to mouth. Nice. So uh, all right. I get to the number and I, I stop and I'm like, rescue breaths. And I go down, I head tilt, chin lift, grab her nose, go in for the, the mouth to mouth. And right as I'm getting like, I'm like almost lip contact. And I watch the vomit retract back into her mouth. Oh. And I am a sympathetic detonator for smell. And right as it goes back in, I smell it. And it hits me, the, the diarrhea in the toilet, the vomit all over the walls, the vomit all over her. And I, I just absolutely unloaded like Pompeii level vomit right over her face. And I've got, I've got my partner standing there. The oldest son who she lived with is standing in the doorway oh, watching oh. us. And he's all stoked. He's like, oh, thank you, Josh. Thank you. Save my oh, life. And I'm like, I've got her. I've got no problem. Pump, 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 pump. Go to do this. I'm like, oh, rescue, rescue. Get down there. <laughs> Just all of her Hold face. On. You straight lady and tramp this bitch. Oh, absolutely. This is the lady in the tramp. Yeah. yeah. Just reverse. Josh style. Yeah. yeah. Like oh. there was Did no like romance. Noodles? There was no romance at all. There, yeah, it was it was right in there. So I covered oh I covered her face in comfortably like a quarter of a gallon of vomit, <laughs> and it was still coming because I had a full stomach. Yeah, and I oh. adrenaline and all the other stuff. It's going. And so I jump up and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I get almost to my partner and he sees that like volley two is coming. Yeah. And he like ducks out of the way and I've like got my hand over my mouth and I'm running out. I'm covered in lasagna and Coke Zero and salad <laughs> and cheese. Yeah. And I get out the bathroom door and I'm running down their white carpet hallway and volume two goes. And it Ooh. is it is Lord of the Rings level, just absolutely yes. just and it like cause my hands cover my mouth, so it's sprinkler effect. So I spackle every You're couch. going up on the on the ceiling. It's everywhere. The, oh yeah. And I, I vomit all over their living room. So they've got a trail of lasagna vomit all the way out their house. I get out outside and I, there's like three or four more volleys outside because my hands are covered in vomit so every time oh I get gosh. done I'm looking at the vomit of my vomit and then her weird green old people vomit and I'm just like bruh, bruh, and he comes out and he's just like grabbed my partner just grabbed the hose and turned it on and just sat there and sprayed me while I was like hell over <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the paramedics show up and they're like what in the fucking crime scene happened in here why is there red vomit she, she's got ulcers she's bleeding from her stomach <laughs> my, my partner's like nope <laughs> that's my rookie. <laughs> so that that was my that was my first CPR oh event. My gosh. The, I, hey, I, we thought that Fitz contaminates crime scenes. That's a fucking oh, crime, contamination. crime scene. When the Emmys office showed up for her, they they couldn't even like they were like, "Are you fucking kidding me, guy?" And they're just looking because I still I I look like a, a three year old in a high chair. I'm covered in my own vomit still and soaking wet from the hose I got sprayed down. Oh, that's my amazing. Gosh. That's you, an amazing. When they showed up, were you crying? No. Oh. I, what I, crime scene did I contaminate? Just saying, on the dead guy, you showed up. You tried to do your incantation and bring him back with the glitter. <laughs> 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 the spell uses a lot of glitter. Remember that shit? That was Steve. That was Steve. He's the necromancer. Okay, I tried my spell. It didn't work. That's when Steve came over. Oh, freak. holy shit! They were mad because there was glitter everywhere. So, very similar rookie story. 
then this one happened about six months later. Uh, we had another officer who worked for us. His name was Jim. He's a big, tall guy, like six foot four. Also, a very senior guy. Been on for multiple years. I love Jim to death. He was one of my favorite cops I ever worked with. And we had a call for hemorrhaging. Present company excluded. Yeah. He's like, no, nope, including no. you, idiots. <laughs> so, <laughs> including you, idiots. So it was on this very specific street. And I didn't know this at the time. And I found out afterwards that this person was a very much our like local problem person, lots of mental health issues. And Jim, we get there and same thing. I'm, I'm Johnny on the spot. I've got my med bag. I'm thinking this is like arm slice or like, a, cause we get, a, we got a lot of crazy medical calls out there. Lots of really traumatic injuries. Cause it was small town, mm -hmm. cowboy, lots of crazy like stuff. accident stuff. Yeah. A lot yeah. of farm, farm equipment, industrial equipment that had big mines out there and stuff. So I would go running in there with my med bag and Jim's same thing. He's standing outside the door, just shaking his head. And he's like, I wouldn't. <sighs> and I'm like, well, I'm going to save the day. Cause he didn't, learn, he didn't learn from the experience. No. Did you eat so much spaghetti this time? No, no, this is no spaghettis. Okay. Um, All right. So I get in so there and the victim's child is in there trying, she's the one who actually called 911 because her mom was bleeding out. So I, I get the front door open and, and the mom's sitting on the floor with no pants on and she is comfortably in her 50s and just an absolute turn up from all the alcohol she drinks. She uh, she is wrist deep inside of her vaginal cavity trying to extract her uterus. Oh. Um, so I open the door and I'm like, where's the bleeding? What's going on? And Jeannie's like, I want to get pregnant again. And starts like pulls out a handful of tissue. Oh, shit. So she had one of those uh, IUDs. She had one of those up in there by order of her doctor. And she was trying to get that out. But in the process, she was using her claws to... Uh, Grab whatever. Yeah, she pretty much she pretty much gave her like a home home service hysterectomy. Yeah, giving herself a hysterectomy. Yeah. So I, I didn't know what to do and just kind of stood there. And Jim came walking in and grabbed me by the back of my shirt and pulled me out. He's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna wait for paramedics." Oh my god! <laughs> you throw some quick clot on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was not a tampon big enough for that. Oh mine my hole. god! It was, it was rough. Josh just tases her. <laughs> <laughs> so the running joke for a while was uh, this victim had ruined my favorite thing and I was not happy about it. So there was lots of PTSD from that. It's a lot of therapy. Yeah. The worst part was we ended up doing, uh, I, I got put in charge of shop with a cop that year for the county and we randomly drew for who you would take. And I got this person and her daughter that next. Oh. So, so you tell me she made it out of it alive? Yeah, she did. She did she survive. Did. Okay. I didn't know what the ending was on that one. Did she? So she lived? She lived. Yeah. Um, they transported to the hospital? Yeah. Helped her out with that uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had surgery? To, I bleached my brain of the, for, the forefront of that memory. It was not... <laughs> Wasn't a good. One. <laughs> did she remember? Did she remember you? She did. Uh, she unfortunately did. She didn't say anything until like the very like last little bit. She's like, "Thanks so much for taking care of me and my daughter, and also thanks for helping me with my issue, childbearing issues." And I was like. Ugh. And I was trying to play Sue. I was like, well, yeah, well, issue. No, it's no problem. She's like, you know, when I tried to pull my thing out and like you were like there and you like stopped it. And she was saying this in front of all the other cops and like everybody, everybody, everybody knew the story. Like, yeah. Because oh, it was like a countywide drama. Like, oh, like, now I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That you didn't time. remember. But then yeah. you, she said those critical details. And you're like, oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, There's a few that I dealt with. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so much. So many. I, I you know, I can remember it's a common occurrence were. thank you for this memory draw yeah <laughs> need to skip then, another and then, point with and my then therapist at the shop with the cop that's when he threw up his lasagna again yeah because <laughs> he remembered it as soon as she in front of all his buddies <laughs> with my issue and he's <laughs> oh my goodness it's oh. all stories wrapped up in one right there yeah, yeah. it's pretty it much full, full circle, circle. full circle <laughs> 
Oh crap! Yeah, that was the worst. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> it's funny because you'll get guys who are sympathetic oh, chuckers, you yeah, know. Yeah. You'll get guys that are just like they'll get put off by the smell. Oh yeah. You know, you go on dead bodies or just like nasty transients. Yep. You know, people that just haven't showered in years, probably. And you know, the winter time we get this a lot where where people are clothed in you know ten layers of clothes. No joke. Yeah. And I remember one time we were at the jail, we took a dude in and they started pulling his socks off because you got to, you know, strip down, make sure they don't have yeah. anything. As they pull the socks off, they get down to the bottom layer finally oh and they God. pull his sock off and literally his foot is coming off with it. Yeah. Because it is like- You haven't changed your it socks. It has gone into his skin. Yeah. Like the skin has grown over the, the cotton of the sock and they pull it off and it's just like the worst smell you'd ever- Because it's like dead body and all yeah. the other yeah. nasty stuff. The necrosis. Yeah. yeah. And- Speaking of sympathetic- <laughs> Joss, you gotta oh, stop yeah. soon. You gotta <laughs> stop soon. But the, so the jailer who was searching this dude in lost it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm lost sure. it right there. And they were so mad at City. For so long. That guy, every time I'd come in, he's like, motherfucker. Like we, like it's our decision. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like I, I don't know how to bring this people. guy in. Yeah. It's like, I didn't choose. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I didn't choose to bring this guy in. This, this is what it is. So I'm not the one who issued the warrant guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just You're going to let him go in like 15 that. minutes. Why did you even undress him? Like, mm, what right. the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> we all know this is going to happen. Exactly. Just let him go out the back door. That's what you do always anyway. So yeah, I've seen stuff like that. I'm not really that way personally. I've got a pretty iron stomach. Do you? Yeah, I think I've only thrown up like once in my life. <laughs> One time in your life? I think so. I think I was there for it. When? It At your up. house when I put you to bed. I didn't throw up. Ah, oh, you're right. I went to no, pee. No, that was me. I threw up that night. <laughs> <laughs> somebody did. I was cleaning somebody puked up. <laughs> oh, shit. The night, you, the night you bitches left me praying to the alcohol gods. Wow. And you guys went to go get Del Taco without me. Should have just puked and, you and bought rallied. Me, you bought me one fucking burrito <laughs> and didn't even have the gall to bring it up to me. You just tucked my ass into bed. Were we face. supposed to feed you in your sleep? Yes. <laughs> fucking That's what feed to me. me actually. <laughs> you should have you fucking yeah, mama birded that couch. shit. So I did to Joss. She's laying on the couch like freaking assing out and I like it's get like, her no, burrito for her. I'm like, here, take a bite, babe. It's okay. <laughs> take a bite. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's too hard to chew. I'm like, let me baby bird it for you. <laughs> there you go, babe. I want to throw a rager now. I want to witness this. I want to be able to record it on my living room camera. You want to be coherent so for can, it? So I can, no, I just want to be able to record it so I can upload it on our Instagram. No. <laughs> this is, this is Jake, baby birdie Denied. Jocelyn. As you heard in episode Ew. 51. <laughs> And hopefully we'll have the stripper pull up so we can also record Jake breaking the stripper yeah. pole again. <laughs> I almost broke my freaking neck on that one, dude. <laughs> we'll make sure to invite uh, Jocelyn's chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me all fixed up. <laughs> Thanks for those. Oh, uh, too funny. Yeah. Those rookie stories, those are dude. Good. Those, are good. Those, are good. Stories. those are good ones. Those are money. Some of the best we've had. Yeah, 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 sure. Those Dare are awesome. Say. Those are he's really like, good. I'm glad that my trauma brought entertainment <laughs> to you and your listeners. He never knew. That, you know, he's like, damn it. I'm sure at the time, as those stories are going, I was like, I'm never going to live this down. Oh, yeah. I can't believe oh. this. And nowadays, it's fucking premium content for the fucking podcast. <laughs> now you're you know, the, it on a podcast. The, the worst All part was mowing my lawn. Like the like two weeks later, I'm out mowing my lawn, and the the son comes out to mow his lawn, and he I I swear to God, he watched me the whole time, like he mowed one spot. He started his <laughs> mower and just stared at me. Yeah, <laughs> holding it in one spot, just 
and and I know Mad this. You. They had to replace all the carpet in the front because <laughs> the, like, you watched them. I watched them tear it out. I watched people show up. I watched the the local carpet company show up, and I felt so bad. I, I offered to help. I I, I was going to go over. I was like, you know what? I should go over and help. And and everybody in the neighborhood was like, don't, just, don't, just let it be. But, yeah, he had some life insurance money to help out. No worries. Yeah, he's got to pay. Did the city out. help with that? No that okay. responsibility yeah. at all. No. No. Our city would. Yeah, our city currently would, but that town that was very yeah. much a no no dice that was an aldine town yeah. fix your own shit <laughs> <laughs> full circle i like it <laughs> that's an aldine town <laughs> oh good not times. a small town baby yeah <laughs> all right cool with those rookie stories do you guys have any other stories you want to tell? Anything you yes. want? To, anything you got? You got yes. something? All right. We had a uh, one that Josh and Steve was on. Oh yeah. Uh, the Seven Eleven. Oh yeah. That was what your BL's two years himself. on. Yeah, we were. That was we were almost a year on Graves together at that yeah. point. We get a call up at Seven Eleven, and it's kind of a newer one. It's a nicer one, and so they just have this dude that's crazy, just kind of doing some weird people shit, not really breaking anything. Just yeah, it was like, being like it was like a suspicious stuff. call. Like at first, it was just a suspicious male in the Seven Eleven, standing by the coffee mugs, just staring just off at his talking to the devil. So he was talking to the devil. just running his yeah. just running his mower, yeah. watching yeah. people walk in and out. Yeah, just and it's late. It's like what one one in the one morning, o'clock, yeah. like midnight, one o'clock. So Steve and I roll up, and we go walking in there, and first thing we see is this dude laying on the ground on his back in like full arch mode like exorcism of emily rose type shit okay. yeah so me and steve stop we look at the at the clerks there were two of them and they're like they're like yeah he just went into that pose like a few minutes ago we don't know what's going on no noise he's not making a single sound and so steve and i look at each other he's and, just and, bridging and arch yeah, yeah he just needs to he just needs to stretch one in the morning brazilian jiu-jitsu bro so steve and i are staring at him and i'm like dude we're both big dudes but if this dude's crazy and or high that's still going to be a hell of a fight on our hands so we we call for another body and of course Mr. Joshua shows up in all mm-hmm. his glory. And so all three of us are looking at each other. We're like, we got this. Like, yeah, we no can problem. do this one. Yeah. The dude was like a solid 130, yes. like five, six, very five, small. Seven. Yeah. Very yeah. little guy. individual. So we come up with this plan. You know, Steve and I are going to approach from the front, challenge him, see if he'll comply. And if he doesn't, we'll go hands on and Josh will be on the backside. He can jump in, you know, surprise. <laughs> as soon as we start to make contact with this dude, he doesn't say shit. Yeah. Right. He kind of makes like some little like weird noises and so we're like okay steve walks up and kind of like taps his foot like hey dude you gotta go these guys don't want you here still nothing so we're like all right well we'll go hands on and we already gloved up at this point so we go down as soon as we latch on the fight's on oh my god the dude starts thrashing not necessarily striking out at us we destroyed that 7-eleven multiple multiple shelving units destroyed knocked over food coffee everywhere everywhere. we knocked over almost every freaking coffee pot in the place (laughs) we fight with this guy those things break uh, a couple of them a did. A couple of them did, yeah. Oh, dang. So we had glass, we, coffee, chips, yeah. cream we packets everywhere. Like two minutes. <laughs> and finally, we get him on his stomach, and we have a quick moment that we can breathe. And so Steve gets on the radio and says, hey, we're actively fighting with this dude. We need more help. And that's all we can get out over the radio. Yep. So, of course, at this point, Steve, the three of us had kind of built up a little bit like a, a budding reputation. And so the three of us calling for help is kind of a big deal. So we have. And normally we took care of our own yeah, shit. Just, so nobody ever came. A shit ton of people coming our sure. way. So we get Miles, Tyler, Rich. Uh, and, and there was one other, because there were seven of us. It took seven of us to get this guy into handcuffs. So anyway, These so, dudes you're talking about are like fighter guys. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're pretty, very much. They're all MMA dudes. Yeah. yeah. Multiple disciplines of fighting. Yes. So we so so Steve gets that out over the radio. 
And then the dude's still thrashing out. So we're trying to get this dude under control. We still can't get his arms under control. So we're giving knee strikes. I'm on his lower body, just giving him knees into his thighs. Nothing. Yeah. This dude is not responding to pain, pain compliance at all. You usually prefer the lower half. I love the lower half. It's I his, love working it's his the best lower side. half. That's, it yeah, his side. Yeah. yeah, he's good there. Freaking idiot. Fingers and bums. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that didn't work either. I, I tried a couple <laughs> digits. It didn't work. Did not. He didn't even respond. Is that it. a pain or pleasure compliance? Both. Both. <laughs> Depends on how fast you go. Both. <laughs> Don't clench. So we're so we're just giving this guy the business. Steve finally gets one arm out. And I can see it because I'm giving knee strikes. I'm like, oh, cool. We've got one arm. The dude from behind, he is able to muscle his arm back from Steve and go back underneath him. And at that point, Steve's like, what the shit? And so we finally get him rolled up onto one of his side. Steve gives him a nice uppercut right to the gut. And all you hear is, Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes. So we start thrashing this dude some more. Still nothing. The two clerk dudes are still chilling behind the desk, just watching this yeah, they gonna do, and then I think they were more pissed we destroyed oh, the story. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, and so backup arrives, right? So now there's six or seven of us trying to control this guy. It still took us a good three or four minutes to finally get the dude in handcuffs, and we didn't have the the wrap back then, mm-hmm. so we're trying to rip hobble this guy, mm-hmm. and that's not working. Mm-hmm. So we get gold cross there. It takes another several minutes for us to get him on the gurney, strapping him down. They're bringing like extra straps in, like th- it was absolutely insane <laughs> we we at this point too like we've been we as a exhausted. as a trio we had been in some fights yeah at this point and this was comfortably the most difficult detention oh, i've i've had in my career yeah because of how trip balls this dude was like he was he was like crazy strength oh, yeah. did you ever hear the end result of that oh, yeah. he was cracked out on yeah so Steve goes up to the hospital several hours later to check up on, or to to bring another person up to the hospital. Steve runs into the doctor that handled the dude from the Seven Eleven, and the doc. And so Steve asks for an update, and holy, he's like, "Yeah, we got the blood work back. He was high on meth, LSD, cocaine, flaca, uh, yeah, PCP, some, yeah, like, oh yeah, PCP. Like he, he had like stacked. six or seven different things in his system. Damn. And the doctor was like, he has some very interesting bruises and marks throughout his body. <laughs> and Steve was like, oh yeah, I guarantee that was from us. He's like, we fought with this dude for like 10 minutes and he's nah, like self-inflicted yeah. that's self-inflicted <laughs> that's self-inflicted that's so yeah this tiny little again like buck 35 yeah. at most yeah this dude gave us a run for the money and i yeah. afterwards like i was pissed i was super mad yeah i'm yeah, like he, i am so exhausted and this dude is a tiny little bitch <laughs> i know he, en- he ended up being just some local guy like he wasn't like a transient he wasn't like a normal drug user he'd just gone to a party and ripped every line he could get his fingers yeah. on and ended up at the Seven Eleven. The party was like <laughs> the party was only a block away from yeah. his house. You guys messed up his trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucked up. He ruined our coffee time. Bro, yeah, <laughs> ruined your coffee. We were, we were down on. Uh, we were at a different Seven Eleven trying to get coffee. Yeah, and so Steve and I go moseying down there, and then Josh comes up a little. Yeah, that was that was that was, was rotten. That's still one of our favorite stories to talk about. Yeah, he had he had like five. They gave him five doses of the sedative, like the hardcore sedative yeah. they have at the hospital. It took five volleys of that to get him to the point that he wasn't violent anymore. And then he woke up like nothing happened. Yeah, they said he woke up and he's like, "Yeah, my like, name's this and this, and I, I live over in in this pretty predominant neighborhood. I I own a house. I'm an accountant. Like, what happened? I'll do your taxes for you." 
Why am I? Why do? Why am I pissing and shitting blood? <laughs> why is my entire body in pain? Like, why do I hurt why, from head? To why toe? is my spleen yeah. perforated, dude? I'm pretty like, sure we cracked a couple of his ribs. Like oh, we sure. went to town on this guy. He he had us. We were smoked. Like that was that was. We were done afterwards. We all were like, we're taking. It was bad. I fought people high on drugs, and it is something else. Yeah. Remember when you it's fought something else? When you fought bloody Jesus by yourself? Oh yeah, because I went to the wrong. Yes, apartment. I remember that oh. shit. Oh yeah, there was that. That was. That was a rookie story. That's one of my rookie. One stories. of your I was rookie only, stories. I was only on for like four months because yeah. I was still working um, up north. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How long did you? That been was on? still within a year. Was it yeah. that uh, the hotel that got converted to apartments? Yeah. On yeah. I've been on for a couple of years. Oh, I I think I was like two, two and a half years. Still kind of a rookie. Yeah. Is that when you rookie. broke your hand? Yeah, that's when yeah. I broke my hand. You fought that dude. It was PCP. Yeah, PCP. All by your all by your lonesome. Yeah, PCP. I mean, there's fought a dude for eight minutes by myself. Another officer there, but. Yeah, they're out of the fight. You you go back and there's like boot prints or like his shoe prints up on the ceiling. Dude, of the I fought this guy for eight minutes. I punched him in the face like eight solid times. He was spitting teeth out. The first time I hit him, boom, I hit him right in the face and his eyes roll in the back of his head. And I think to myself, like, oh, good, we're done. I'll put this guy in cuffs. His eyes roll in the back of his head. He comes forward, looks at me again. Oh shit, you are a real cop. And starts fighting me again. I'm like, oh motherfucker. And so he raised his hands like he's gonna hit me. So I hit him again and I hit him again and I hit him again and he's spitting teeth. Spitting teeth out like crazy. That's like some WWF Undertaker shit. Oh yeah, dude. And then the last punch I I threw, it just glanced off of him and I hit a I hit a concrete wall that was right next to him. I broke my hand. I didn't know it was broken at the time, but it hurt. But we kept fighting because yeah. it's like, you know, you're in the middle no of it. Out. You're in the middle of it. You yeah, don't really going. recognize the injuries. You know, you, oh, that hurt, but you keep fighting. Yeah. And finally, it's like, I was on my last leg. I was like, either I'm going to shoot this motherfucker or I'm going to get him in custody here in the next 10 seconds. And so last ditch effort, I'm like, I'm just going to choke this motherfucker out. So I took his back and I put him in a rear naked choke and I just fucking put that on there yeah. and I held it and, and you, he goes limp. You couldn't call out because your radio had gotten busted. My, yeah, my, dude, my, in my entire uniform was just ripped to shreds. Yeah. Ripped to shreds. My flipping everything was off my my belt pretty much. Yard sale and uh, put him in the rear naked choke. He goes down. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna put the cuffs on now. And as soon as I let the the choke off, boom, back fighting again. I was like, oh shit, put it back on again. I literally <laughs> held the choke on and put fucking cuffs on with the other hand. <gasps> oh. dude, as soon as I let the choke off, though, he's writhing, you know, mm-hmm. belly flopping on the ground, doing the worm, trying to get away. And I just sat on him. I actually threw him over my shoulder, walked him down the stairs, threw him on the, the front porch of this area, called the medics. They took him away. And I had to go get my hand looked at and the dude yeah brokey so let's introduce uh this new segment savages try oh yeah it's not new we've done it before okay all right well, it's so it's not a new segment but so let's let's have josh give us an introduction on josh, his, where did josh really his go? little oh, side gig so so what we're gonna do is we're, segment, we're actually gonna reenact so we did give you some psp and lsd we're gonna, we're gonna reenact, reenact 7-eleven yeah. yeah but we're gonna be you're gonna be the guy can I take my pants off? Yes. yes. Of course. Absolutely. That's done. unnecessary. Yes. That's done. Yeah. And, and then we take all our pants off. Yeah. Yes. We all have no pants. Yeah. Yeah. It seems very wine no pants me, pants. but. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the no pants Why do you think pants. we have the couch right there? Oh, it's casting call. It's yeah. the casting yeah. couch. Yeah. Yep. It's the one where you just like verbally berate, berate me for yeah. wanting to be part of this industry. <laughs> well, that's how, it's, that's, <laughs> how it's sta- no, that's how it starts. That's just the starting. And then we spit. Oh, that's okay. the amuse-bouche, as it were. That's when you've reached the 17th levels when we start spitting on you. I've hit it. 
<laughs> for this savages try, yeah, let's have Josh explain. Yeah, explain what we explain have. Explain what you've brought to us as gifts. Want- and can we just put this out there for our future guests that when you bring us gifts, it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, like don't come up here empty-handed, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Note to the conspiracy brothers who are coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> come with gifts. Oh my. God. I don't know about that. They'll be like, "This is yes. an actual alien artifact." Oh no, I, I that would be a fantastic. Oh, yeah. But the problem is, it'll be like in some lead container. You touch it, you die. I want. I want to know. What don't those, open that. Don't. I want to know what those two savages would bring up. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good ass idea, though. It's like, listen, this container contains something that you can't experience, or you will die. Don't right. open it. Don't open. And it. there's nothing in there. It just leaves it you there. Just put some freaking rocks in there. It's rocks. <laughs> it's radioactive moon. He's, rocks. Got it, he's got it. So it, like one of the blows. fucking little trolls from like the nineties. The, the pink hair trolls. Put a vibrator in there. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it's, it. It's the one that you can control with Bluetooth. Yes. So yeah. randomly at like two in the morning, they'll just like turn it on for like six seconds and shut it off. You're just sleeping. Like, oh, what, what the fuck? The box is slowly vibrating and it's glowing. Like, holy shit. Why is, why is it glowing pink? I'm telling you right now, I'm opening it up. Yeah. If it's freaking glowing and vibrating, I'm like, I got to see what the fuck. Oh, yeah. If I die, so be it. You put like, the gas mask on at least? No. It's, it's like the suspicious package. Like I'm raw dogging yeah. it. You can't like stop it. yourself. You're, you got to. You're like, am I going to blow up like that dude from the 90s? Or am I, yeah. I, fuck it. I want to find. It. I want to know what's in the bag. I want to know what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> All right. Jocelyn's back from her from her field trip. <laughs> her hiatus. Yeah. We're going to do Savage's Try. Okay. Josh has brought us. Explain, Josh. What have you brought us? So I, uh, I got a little nerdy a while back and was looking at ways to monetize slash diversify my abilities. So I diversify your bonds. I, I spent some time doing some googling and, and uh, hold and on. How how did this all come about? You you told me a story, or you you kind of briefly mentioned where where the idea came. From. So legitimately, the idea came from like in times of like trade society. So like say like shit falls apart, right? Yeah. There there are things that always trade. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Guns, gold, sex, and alcohol. Alcohol. Yep. And I'm not very good at sex. So, you know, I didn't want to. And you're not giving away guns. Yeah, I'm not giving away guns because that's, that's how I'm getting it's gold. It's idiots yeah. do that. So alcohol is a widely known sellable commodity. And in yeah. the, the state we live in, you, you have X amount of gallons and or amounts that you can produce a year as a private as a private person. Yeah. Unfortunately, the same laws push into you can't sell it, but you can own private stock in, in that sense or private reserve. So I learned how to make wine. Um, and I am... Uh, quite fertile when it comes to the green thumb. And so I fertile, fertile, so fertile. I've got, I've got some, some good fruit trees. So me and my wife talked about it and we decided we were going to learn how to make wine. So we started making our own wine. Um, we use our own fruit from our trees. I also keep bees. And so we were, so you're an apiarist. God, that's such a fucking yeah. white person He's thing to do. Yeah. You're just oh, a cheap bees. Yeah. Bee wrangler. Bee wrangler. Bee wrangler. Bee wrangler. Yeah. I wear wranglers. I don't He's wear a bee wrangler. So anyway, so, uh, we, yeah, we learned how to make uh, wine. So we started out with uh, a cherry wine, uh, that we made from one of our cherry trees. The first batch we made was absolutely terrible. And then we did another batch and it came out pretty fantastic. So we started making more and we tried strawberry, blueberries, standard grapes. Grapes are crazy expensive for the amount you have to buy to do it. And so we ended up making a bunch of this wine and uh, it's a pretty big hit as uh, gifts that we hand out to like our friends and family. So those grapes, are those the, because grapes that we eat in the grocery store and the grapes used for wine are 
two different grapes. It depends on what type of wine you're trying okay. to make. So like if you're trying to go for like fancy, like Moscato wine, Moscato grapes are like super rare and they only grow in a couple places on the planet. Right. And to get Moscato grapes, you have to be on like a buyer's list. And it's like, you're talking seven, 800 bucks just for the the fruit to be able to make enough for it to be worth your time. Hmm. Most of the time they're, they're bought up by the big corporate. Mm-hmm. So pretty fast. So corporate wine and stuff like that, like your, your corporate alcohol is actually super rough on your system. Um, homemade wine though, is kind of like the kombucha stuff. It's, it's got more of your positive bacteria in it. You're not, you're not killing everything off. You got uh, more of the, the stuff that's in it. That's good um, versus it being overprocessed for consumer level. Mm-hmm. So we started making our own wine, handed it out and, and we've really enjoyed it. It's been a fun little party hat trick to, to bring to stuff. Then we started putting labels on it and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So that it was more of a, a gift that we could give out. So nice. today I brought a uh, cherry, strawberry, peach, and grape drink. Grape drink. Um, Did you see this one? Oh, yeah, the grape drink it. you made for us. That's so, that's a special edition. So, so he made yeah. a special edition yep. for the Savages. Why don't you read the the label there, Fitz? It's it's the Describe grape it. drink. So on the top, you've got a a pretty detailed cartoon pig, which is actually pretty funny. And then it says grape drink, and then on the bottom it says get riped on the streets. Nice. Oh yeah. Yep. yeah. We need to take on a picture of it. Oh yeah, we'll take some pictures and the people. So um, the stuff you guys have in front of you is the cherry mead. So the difference between wine and mead, for those who don't know, wine is normally made with sugar, like just raw sugar. Um, but mead is is a much more traditional. It's the oldest alcohol that's out there because it's made with bees' honey. And so I don't know why I had to emphasize bees' honey. Like, is there other honey, honey out from there? something else? Yeah, yes. honey. The oh, there's honey. other kinds of honey. Goat honey. Goat Anyways, honey. <laughs> um, so Goat dragonfly honey. honey. So the Vikings, that was their big thing. Vikings and and. Mead's a pretty fast processing, but you can process it like wine and take more time and kind of make it dry out and get better flavors out of it. So this stuff has been since 2020. Um, in fact, it was right around the time you guys started the podcast and the term screets got dimed on the podcast. That's why I did it. You're welcome, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> All these fucking haters, including you, Mo. So now you're wait, now you're taking credit for Josh's no, no, no. Uh, yes, product Yes, here. I am. Okay. Yes, I okay. am. Great. I brought Screets to the he, podcast. He did, and that's that. You guys is hated why. on it and cast shade and doubt on it. Who's surprised that Fitz is taking credit for shit where yeah. he shouldn't be Nobody. taking credit? Nobody. That's his. That's How his. How the fuck am I not taking credit card. for this? <laughs> you. Mo- Thanks for these bountiful gifts, Fitz. <laughs> hey, so, you're welcome. That's kind of. It's kind of like uh, Josh's story where it was. He felt ashamed at the time, and now he's feeling great pride. Yeah, yeah. great pride. So I brought that's you guys. I brought. I brought each, each oh, three great. of the bottles. So oh, you guys. Okay. You guys each have a. a grape a cherry and a strawberry yeah so um we'll, we'll post these pictures when we drop the episode yeah oh yeah yeah so the the cherry one you guys have got in front of you to try that one uh was honey for my bees cherries for my trees and then we used um black tea leaves to give it a little bit of a a, a hit to it and then a little bit of cinnamon for uh like raw cinnamon. And so is that like not the sticks? Do you grind up the sticks or what? No, sticks in. So when when it's in the carboys and it's sitting for a long time, I, I'll throw cinnamon in it for its first go okay. to draw that out of the wood. So a lot of times you'll get like oak, like people put oak in it or, or different types of woods to get different types of flavors or aromas. So the cinnamon's just kind of, it's supposed to be like an after note. So that's where you get like the sweet, almost like that candy and then it, it pushes into it. So when you guys try it, that's, that's kind of, it, it's not nice. a, it's not a hard hit. Like you're not gonna be like, oh, it's freaking fireball. I feel like I'm in high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a Hold college on, John, girl again. Josh, what was the first alcohol you drank? Everclear? Student, 
No, it was Seagram 7. <laughs> oh, Seagram 7. Well, 7 and 7. Immediately yeah. got ahead. And she was 12. <laughs> no, she, was, she was like 12. I was 12. Checking I was back like, 7 and 7. So I was 15. Yeah. You're a sympathetic throw up and a, a sympathetic, sympathetic drunker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I outdrink everybody and then I'm like, I took all your alcohol for you. Sorry. <laughs> Sympathetically. Sympathetically. All right. So, so we're going to try the yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I like how it. we all have a glass and Josh doesn't. <laughs> Josh doesn't. Josh's like, I know what's in there. I'm not drinking it. Good luck, everybody. It. <laughs> it's made with mushrooms. <laughs> oh, we, what are Hold we on. You got it. You got to You got to How you doing? Mm. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Mm. How's your mom? That smells good. That smells really good. Damn. Okay. You ready? What are we drinking to? Mm. To freedom. America. Long live the savages. Long live. Yeah. Long Cheers, live bitches. The they all drank the whole glass. Oh, my goodness. That's good. That is way good. What's that's, the percentage of that's this? That's dangerous good. Uh, well, uh, being rookie at it, I went for full volume. So it's somewhere between 12 and 15%. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. That's dangerous. You can get fucked up on oh, yeah. so easy. Bro, Brittany's dragging me to the fucking Barbie movie tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. You know how I'm going to last through that? I'm bringing the fucking cherry bottle. <laughs> bring the whole bottle. You won't get drunk as shit in this like, in your hoodie. You won't make it. Well, the 15 Well, you got to think too, it's cherries. And cherries naturally are a source of melatonin. Bro, so, this yeah. is delicious. You've got, you've got the melatonin in there, plus the alcohol, plus all the good bacteria and stuff like that. It'll it get you quick. Sounds like a good time for you. You could just so, take a nap in the oh Barbie movie. And- you know how people are like, you get those like whiskey enthusiasts and they can be like... Uh, hints of uh, yes. cumin and paprika and argamot <laughs> and like all this shit. I, I'm never, I've never been able to do that. I'm like, smells like whiskey. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, this one you can actually smell and taste level, though. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the lowest, I'm the least of any of us. So if I can pick up on that stuff, yeah, that dude. means, that means. Yeah, you is. can, you can pick up those hints. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Sure. This is delicious. So I used to. I tried to get into wine right when I started drinking again. I tried to get into wine because I enjoyed wine previously. Yeah, yeah so you went and there the were flip flop, right? Yeah. Well, there were a couple <laughs> that I really enjoyed, and I was trying everything. Right? Yeah, tequila, which I don't drink, and all this other stuff. I whittled it down to vodka or to vodka to whiskey. Yeah. Well, well one specific. One <laughs> whittled it down to this, crack. <laughs> decide. It's trying to wine, drink. It's like, you know, crack. I cut it with meth every once in a while. But sprinkle some. No, this this might yeah. actually get me back into wine. Like yeah. so. And again, I'm I'm so the same good. way. Like back in the day, I've tr- I've tried multiple wines. I yeah. can't name them off because I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Seven Deadly Zins. That's the one yeah. I can remember. <laughs> Zins. Zins. Because it's a Zinfandel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so. I've, you know, and I could go through a bottle and then I'm like, now I've got a headache and yeah. I'm not drunk and this is terrible. Yeah. And so I've never been a wine guy yeah. ever. But like you said, this is not like your commercial wines you're yeah. buying in the store. Yeah. Yeah. And this is good. Yeah. This is way good. And you can so get who, turned on it. Oh yeah. So who, so who sacrificed their bottle for us to test it? I think that I, bottle's gone already. I think that was an extra one I brought. Just oh, was that. it? Oh, okay. look at him. He's freaking thinking ahead right now, bro. Yeah, See, a, this is this is a Mustang officer in the army right now. Oh, yeah. You don't come to the stuff. party Proper with planning. one bottle if you're going to try stuff. He's, he's planned appropriately. <laughs> he has See, and planned this appropriately. Is the difference between a Mustang and an ROTC. Yeah, what do you got? You go. What do you got, Josh? And Josh, you are a wine. Oh yeah, that's right. Lady, a lady of the wine. Um, yeah, I, oh, but so I don't like the headaches either. Yeah. The good, one that I found, <laughs> the one that I found. <laughs> what? I didn't hear. What did you say? You good said luck. good luck. luck. <laughs> yeah. No, but the one that I found that I do like is a uh, honey. Yeah. Mead. Mead. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, and I've, and even, some stuff there that's good. And even yeah. like, um, 
you get like your your normal alcohol. Like you got you got your beer drunk, you've got your wine drunk, you've got your your spirit drunk. And wine drunk is 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 a different even from the mead because mead drunk is is different. Because if you get into like really traditional meads, you've got yeast that's in the honey from the bees. You've got yeast that's in the fruit coming out. So really, you can throw this stuff in and start brewing it without actually putting any of the yeast on really? top of it into it and it'll brew itself Dang. just off the stuff that's in it. You're not going to get a super high alcohol content, but you'll get a, a, a four or 5% alcohol, which is great. Cause that's usually where mead's supposed to be is between five and 9%. I do mine a little bit heavier cause they, the alcohol actually makes it last long. It gives it it's kind of a natural barrier for it. So hmm. now let me, let me ask you this. So when you're, when you're brewing this, when you're making this, yeah. how much attention do you have to pay to your bunghole? You're good. <laughs> What? You're good? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm curious where anything. that question came from. That's a, that's an actual term. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So what is bunghole? It's your pooper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, for you, it is. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm confused now. <laughs> and I haven't drank enough so, wine to be drunk. So I know it's not foggy I don't foggy know too head. much about it. So if you have some of those big wine vats, mm-hmm. a couple gallons of yeah, wine, yeah. that's considered a hole. Yep. And then you have a device that's called the bung, yep. which you put in the hole, which helps release gases as they yep. build up. Okay. So, so it's like a bubbler. It's like a bubbler, yeah. but you put the bung device in the hole. Your bung, the bung hole. hole. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys made it sound like an asshole. Freak. That's, I hate working with That's the boss. People. Yep. Now we're going to roll into the savage of yes. the week. So our savage of the week obviously comes from the United States Army, courtesy of, uh, okay. of our guest, Mr. Joshua here. So our savage of the week, his name is Jack McNeese, also known as Jack McNasty. Ooh. Mm, he's McNasty. a good nasty. Oh, you know about him? Oh, yeah. oh, bro. This dude is fucking legendary. He, so, he puts the wind in the flag. Yes. So <laughs> like you guys it. have all seen movies or video games where they have airborne, like World War II airborne guys with the Mohawks cut into their hair. Yeah. That specifically came from McNeese. Oh, really? So all of those things pay tribute to what this dude oh, did. Damn. This dude is an absolute savage from the get. Did they make anything like an homage to him? They have a movie about his unit. Called oh. the Dirty Dozen that came out in the sixties. Oh, the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is a great is yes. about his unit. However, only according to Jake's book that he wrote, I think it was like in the early eighties or early nineties, something like that. He wrote a book to kind of set the record straight. Only about twenty percent of what is portrayed in the Dirty Dozen is actually true. Hmm. But the attitude of the the character that's supposed to represent McNeese is fairly accurate. So is it, you said Jack McNeese, Jake, Jake, Jake McNeese, okay. aka Jake McNasty. Good Jake name, McNasty. baby. Nasty. So he he enlists in the army in September of 1942. So just after uh, Pearl Harbor, well, a little bit after Pearl Harbor, and his entire goal is he wants to be an airborne. He wants to be an airborne trooper. He wants to land behind enemy lines and just fuck everything up. You've got telephone poles, cool. Now you don't. Now you can't communicate. Like he wants to do that. Dude, you want a bridge? Cool. Cool. We just took your bridge from you, so now you can't, you know, right. transport shit. I like it. So he actually had an exemption because he was a firefighter when World War II kicked off. So he didn't have to join the army, but he wanted to go mess up Hitler so bad. So he he joins in. His first week in boot camp, he gets in a fight with the staff sergeant in the mess hall because they wouldn't give him butter for his rolls. Oh, yeah. So he fucks up the staff. That's something to fight about, too, because butter's important to me. They throw him in the stockade, and he has this argument with their command, and they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, On the one hand, right, we have to kick this dude out because we can't have that behavior. But on the other hand, this is exactly the dude that we want to drop behind enemy lines. This is the guy. So he gets off scot-free. Week one in boot camp, and correct me if I'm wrong, dude, week one in boot camp, if you fight 
like a drill instructor or anybody, you're out. dude, you're done. Yeah. Right. Like that's grounds for other than honorable, if not dis or other than, yeah, other than honorable or dishonorable discharge. This dude gets off scot-free, not a single punishment other than being in the stockade for a couple days. A week later, he goes through a demolitions obstacle course, completely crushes the record time. And the leadership again goes from there like, hey, you just set the record for this obstacle course. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's cool. Imagine what I could do if I had butter on my bread. <laughs> the dude, and that, that sets the tone for his entire military career. Like the dude straight up says he's not saluting officers. He's not calling them sir. He called officers by their first name. Like he wouldn't salute officers unless they saluted him first. This dude was a complete dickhead. <laughs> like, I like dude it, is a dude. complete savage. I like this guy. So he was such a troublemaker. They couldn't mix him in with the normal units in boot camp or in, in their basic training so they made his own unit he was the platoon sergeant for his own unit of nobody uh, of him he was by himself uh what and so all the other troublemakers that came in during his time they'd put him in in his unit and they just put all the troublemakers together by the time they got like halfway through he had like five people in his unit really so it's him and these troublemakers this unit completely destroys every training that's sent at him all their training, all their missions, every they completely crush it. Like these dudes are completely unstoppable. Yeah, savage. And they called them they called them the Dirty Five or something like that. Jake's Dirty Five, something like that. So when you get out of basic, uh, back in World War II era. After 31 days in the army, they'd promote you because the government wanted to give you more money so you could send it home because there's a good chance you're going to die. So they want to send, give these guys as much opportunity to send money home. He doesn't get promoted because of his attitude. So he's the only person that reports to airborne school as a private. Everyone else is a PSC. So he's a private. By the time he gets to airborne school, he has a total of 13 guys in his unit, 13 troublemakers that all outrank him. But he holds the billet of a platoon sergeant, so he's over all these other dudes. They're getting ready to finish up. They get a weekend liberty. One of their dude gets into it with two MPs, and so they're trying to arrest him. And Jake's telling him, like, no, like, he's so drunk that he doesn't know anything. Like, he couldn't hit the ground with his hat if he had 30 tries. Like, just let him go home. We'll take care of him. They say no. They try to arrest him. So Jake fights these two MPs, beats the shit out of them, takes their Colt 1911, unloads the mag into a street sign, gives it back to him and says, now you can arrest me. So they arrest him. They take him to the what? Brick, yeah, they take him to the brig. The commanding officer shows up and he's like, well, we're not really surprised that you're here. And so their, their way of punishing him, because they can't figure out how to punish this dude, is they tell him that the Japanese, for whatever reason, hold the record for the longest ruck march. And so they're like, we think that your unit can do it. It's 136 miles from here to whatever, for, is it Fort Benning that you guys do airborne school? It's like from here to Fort Benning is like 136 miles. If you know, we want you to do that when you get. So he, he does 10 days in the brig. They bring him to the starting point, still in his prison jumpsuit. He puts on boots he changes into his uniform they ruck 136 miles of the like 400 people that attempted it 75 finished 13 of them was his squad <laughs> damn so they go to airborne his school. whole squad yeah that's awesome they crush they crush airborne school they send him to saboteur school where they teach him how to steal cars how to drive yes, construction please. vehicles yes please trains commercial like they teach him how to do all sorts of stuff oh, right to just awesome. be to be these assholes behind enemy yes. lines. yes so they grab they kill that school so they're on their last weekend of liberty before they're getting shipped out to england well they're in this diner which is right next to a train stop and jake doesn't want to walk back to base so he fucking steals a train takes the train all the way back to like a half mile away from base Leaves and abandons the, the train there and just walks back onto base. <laughs> Everybody knows that it's him that stole it. He doesn't get in trouble for shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Flies out to England. They ship the unit out to England. They hate the English food. The English food sucks. And so they decide as a unit, this 13-man unit, hey, we're just going to shoot our own animals and hunt our own fish and we'll just feed ourselves. Well, they're on a water ration out there. So instead of showering and using their water that they would for shower and to keep clean, they just use it to wash out all their, their game and their fish to cook 
cook and everything. So that's how they get the nickname, the Dirty 13 Mm -hmm. or the Filthy 13. Come to find out that in England, all those animals that they're hunting and killing is still property of the king. Yeah. yeah. So they're straight up Robin Hooding this shit. <laughs> so some some knight. You're some, dead. Yeah, shoot king's dead. Some lord like gets super pissed off. They they file all kinds of grievances with the government and they end up lose or uh, he ends up winning this lawsuit against the US government for like ten thousand dollars. Does Jake Units get in trouble? No. Hell no. And he straight up tells me, like, what are you going to do to me? Like, we're dropping into Normandy in a couple days. You really think that there's anything you can do? So they just, no punishment there. So they drop him into Normandy. They were given the task of taking one of the, like, one of the most dangerous bridges that they had. It was just him and his 13 guys. Most other units, there was like 18,000 airborne uh, troopers that jumped in his squad of like or his platoon of 13 was responsible for this one bridge by themselves so they get he gets separated his plane gets hit before they hit the their landing area so he's wandering around france by himself picking up random troopers he finally gets a unit of like 35 people together they run into a town on their way to this bridge and the colonel tasks them instead of the bridge to go help reinforce this town so they show up to this town Dude just keeps walking straight through the town. And all his guys are like, where are you going? We're supposed to be helping, you know, reinforce this place. And he's like, nope. He's like, my original orders were to take this bridge. So I'm going to go take the bridge. You guys can stay or come with me if you want. And they're like, okay. So all of them go with them. Keep in mind, this dude is still a private. This dude's a private. He has PFCs and other higher ranking enlisted dudes that are in this group. And they all go with him. They take this bridge. It ends up getting blown up by some P-51 Mustangs. And so they camp out there. Because Jake's thinking that this is like the only spot for enemy to cross because there's this big ravine. Lo and behold, a day later, this German regiment of like 700 soldiers comes rolling in and they have this back and forth. The Germans are expecting them to surrender. Jake pretty much tells them to get fucked and he can, they can surrender to his platoon of 35 guys or they can attack like either one. So the way that this is set up is there's a ravine with a whole bunch of water. Jake has the the high ground and he's got like four crew served machine guns, a bunch of mortars, a bunch of small arms, like they're in fortified positions. Well, this 700 man unit attack. And at the end of this battle, the US army credits him and his unit for single-handedly taking out a 700 man unit Damn. and just erasing them from the fucking battlefield. Like, 35 dudes take out 700. That's it awesome. Was, yeah, it's wild. He ends up making a whole bunch of other jumps. He They jump into Normandy, or uh, sorry, not Normandy. They jump into Holland. Uh, nothing big there. They, oh, so they jump into the Battle of the Bulge. Before that, they go to France to regroup. Of the original 13, only five of them are left. They get a few more guys in his unit. And so he has a 72 hour Liberty pass and he decides he's going to go into Paris to get some alcohol for his guys. Cause on base, they didn't have any alcohol. Well, he ends up going on a five day bender in Paris, comes back with all this alcohol. And the officer is like, dude, you're like five days past your leave. You've been AWOL. So they throw him in the brig for another 10 days. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? Like you guys are already dropping me into this other place. So he gets off scot-free five days AWOL in, in combat. And they just let him off scot-free again after 10 oh, days in the hell. brig. Uh-huh. So they end up dropping him and his guys into Normandy. Oh, so he goes to Pathfinder School. You know what Pathfinders are? Mm-hmm. So Pathfinders are a special group of airborne uh, soldiers that they drop before the main group. So when they dropped into, gosh dang, when they dropped into Holland, I think, it, oh no, they dropped into, holy shit, I can't remember which one he dropped into. And that's the strength of Josh's one right there. <laughs> You're welcome. Make you forget shit you thought oh, yeah, you no, knew. So his, so his first drop as a Pathfinder was in the Battle of the Bulge. And so they dropped him to the 101st Airborne, which was surrounded by the Germans after they had pushed through the, the Allied lines. They dropped. So their goal was to get them supplies because they were running out of ammo, food, and everything. If, if the Germans were able to overrun the 101st, that would have either prolonged the war. Or that could have been super detrimental until um, the Allied could bring up their, their force of like 350,000 
thousand soldiers that they were bringing Patton's in. Patton's army. Yeah. So they have five days. In the first five days they're there, they call in 247 um, airdrops on day one. They call in 160 on day two, 140 on day three, 269 on day four, and 129 on the fifth day. All those drops from these radio men that are just bouncing around the city so the Germans can't triangulate their radio signals. These dudes are just bouncing around, getting all these airdrops, calling for resupply. They end up jumping into Germany a little while later. He's one of the only airborne troopers to make all four combat jumps in World War II. Like, Mm. this dude is fucking gangster. So they're coasting the last little bit in Germany, and they have this big castle that was uh, was owned by gables gables uh, goring goring i think it was so he has all these horses and all this wine and all this stuff so these airborne dudes under the leadership of of uh still private private, still private mcnasty decide to have a local rodeo for the local germans so you have all these drunk airborne dudes holding this random rodeo for these german people he ends up meeting a german lady named amelia and just plows this lady come to find out her dad is the leader of the local hitler youth chapter (laughs) oh my gosh america baby (laughs) (laughs) conquering lands and wombs absolutely savage this dude oh so the the mohawk thing i forgot to talk about the mohawk thing so the the way that that came out when they the day before they they dropped into normandy he was telling everybody that he's part choctaw and so he cuts his hair into a mohawk shaves his head into a mohawk and his his 12 man unit that beneath him were like oh that's cool so they all shave their heads in similar fashion and because he's choctaw he starts putting indian war paint on these dudes face there ends up being a camera crew from england somewhere on the airfield they actually have footage of this dude like painting dudes and you can see all of their their mohawks and stuff cut into their head so that like that whole thing came from that dude and that was against the the normal standards and he's like yeah it's like what are you gonna do he doesn't give a fuck that dude messed up so many people dude it was savage yeah so that's our savage nice private jake mcneese aka mcnasty nice that guy is a fucking savage yeah, and savage. he inspired other savages yeah dude right he inspired other people and like how instrumental was him and his guys like what they did there at the war like yeah. honestly like you you can't quantify what they did yeah. yeah and how many lives did they save just for the 101st with all those resupplies exactly like dude this goes out to the leadership listening to this if you're not leading get the fuck out of get the way get the yeah. fuck out of the way yeah. do your job yeah yeah, do your job. I agree. Do your job or somebody's yeah. going to take it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that uh, that wraps up our episode. Yeah. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, uh, I want to thank Josh for coming out here. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. So, like, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. I wanted to say uh, Josh has these amazing wines that he makes himself. And if you guys are interested. Hit him up. Hit him up. Yeah. Buy, I'd, I'd, buy, I'd buy love it. to bequeath one to you. Josh should make you a sandwich. Yep. Charge you 40 bucks for the sandwich, but you might get a wine with oh it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And just like that, the Bureau of Alcohol is going to be knocking on yeah, Josh's ABC's door. ABC's at my house. house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm but feeling get happy. in touch with Josh. He can uh, he'll yeah. 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 Check these out. They're good. I like Seriously Sharon. delicious. Anyways, guys, thanks a lot. Check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook. Also, don't forget our OnlyFans, Three Cops, One Mike. I know that's a running joke, but still, check it out. We literally have an OnlyFans. Yeah. And I <laughs> I will get content up there. Fitz will show his bunghole. I will show my bunghole. Yeah. The bunghole. We'll put a bubbler in it. And it's three four er, it's four thirty seven. It's a whopping four thirty seven to see my bunghole. Yep. Put a bubbler in it. There you go. Anyways, guys, <laughs> always remember. Stay savage. Stay savage. Get bent. Try it twice. Mm. Yes. Get it done. I'm all about it. Rangers lead the way. <laughs> <laughs>